Action. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of the Average Critics. This is my session with myself and Obi. Uh, probably be quite a short one today. Um, just going to be talking mostly about Ad Astra and Joker. Uh, Obi, you've seen a lot more than I have, so you might even give us a few reviews of Rambo and what else have you seen? Uh, I've seen Rambo, The Kitchen, um, Ready or Not, um, and a couple other bits I can't remember. Well, should we start with Ready or Not then? Because I think I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't massively keen on it. But everyone yeah. else I've spoken to has been really positive on it. Yeah, I really liked it. I don't know. I thought, because um, obviously when you said that you weren't really feeling it, I, I kind of went into it with like my expectations a bit lower. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that helped to when I was watching it. I'm not sure. But um, I watched the trailer and I thought that was like, it looked pretty jokes. And then obviously watching the film, like, it's not too long as well. I think that makes a major contributor to the fact that I liked it because it was pretty short. And like, yeah. I don't know, I thought it was pretty original. Like I haven't seen or watched a film with that, like that sort of premise before. Um, so I quite enjoyed that. And I don't know, I liked like the cat and mouse element of it. There's a bit of gore, which I was thought was a bit buzz, but you know, apart from that. And then it was it was pretty jokes at the end as well. Like um, the end, the whole ending, I thought was pretty hilarious. So yeah, I don't know. I quite I quite enjoyed it. I didn't find it particularly funny. Like I thought the ending was funny, but throughout it, I didn't. I wasn't laughing too much. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it. Because I think oh. when I went to see it, it was a scream unseen. So mm. I was expecting a horror film, and yeah. this is not a horror film. No. It's a gory film, but in a comic way. Um, and I feel like they didn't, for me, didn't make the most of the the originality of the idea. Like, none of it felt particularly inventive. Um, but that's just me. And everyone else seems to be really positive on it. So, hey-ho, I'm in the minority here. But, did, you, um, um, did you predict that, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the husband, Dan, Daniel? I don't know. The husband was going to turn on the wife. Did you predict that? Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought it was quite predictable in yeah. a lot of ways, um, and I don't know. It just and then all, like, all the ghost bit. It was just a bit got a bit silly. I don't know. Shit. I thought it probably would have been better if they were just like a psychopathic family, and it's like, hey, this is how we do it. Um, but I don't know. There, there were some funny moments, but I don't. Know. I think maybe I was expecting more of like a horror more yeah. tense and stuff but uh, you know if maybe if i was prepped for the sort of film that it was then i might have had a different reaction so i don't know but because it was i didn't know what i was seeing and then it was like horror <gasps> ready or not and i was like oh, okay it's not a horror film so yeah there's been quite a lot of 18 rated releases recently so you got once upon a time in hollywood ready or not rambo so it's three all out concurrently oh yeah rambo was buzz can i just talk about rambo really quickly yeah that's a Rambo, yeah. You know how, like, um, uh, I'm saying this is quite an American thing, maybe not more, more a British thing, but, like, you have, like, a typical film that, like, um, that, like men like to go and see, yeah? Yeah. That's Rambo, the Rambo that I just watched. Like, it's just <laughs> dumb, the plot is so thin, but it's just violent, and there's action, and, yeah, it's just... It's just entertaining. I was, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I was entertained because the film's actually pretty <laughs> shit, but the action's proper jokes. So, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And literally, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone literally 
rips a man's heart out, literally. Of course he does, of course. <laughs> Classic Stallone, that. Bloody hell. I kind of want to watch another Rambo just to see if... Someone says that the original Rambo is actually quite good. Uh, he just can't that. let a franchise die, can he? Literally. <coughs> Especially Sylvester Stallone, yeah. And I feel like so, so many of them are just much of a muchness. You've got like Expendables, Rambo, um, Escape Plan. Like they're all just like... Yeah. Even Creed. Yeah, it's just like old people fighting each other. Like, <laughs> don't know yeah. what point is he going to sort of just put them all to bed. Like this is called Last Blood, but, you know, I'm pretty sure Rocky Balboa was supposed to be the swan song for that character. And, mm. you know, two films later. Uh, oh, well. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, talking of uh, gratuitous violence, shall we talk about the newest release, Joker? Please. I've been waiting. Um, waiting to talk about it with you. Oh, so, so, kind of infamously, I'm not a massive fan of DC, but... Wrongly well, so. actually, scrap that. The DC DC Death Flowers. DCEU, I wasn't yeah, yeah. I like the Dark Knight and all that. But even before this film came out... Um, there was a lot of like controversy um, yeah. surrounding like because obviously there was a shooting at the Dark Knight screening or the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and this this film is very much like focusing on the Joker, very much like um, kind of inciting kind of rebellion, like is a key theme within the film. Um, and so I think there was a lot of worry that from cinema chains that it would incite kind of violence in real do, life. I- I do feel that that's like, oh, I don't know what the word is, but I feel it's like, oh, I don't know what the word is, like, it's fake worry, if that makes sense. Oh uh, yeah, like, it's, it's just hype, isn't it? It's yeah. just sort of like, what if this happens? You know, though, I don't know, there's always things like that. It's like, oh, this film's so scary, it's going to make you shit yourself, or yeah. this, this film's so violent, it's going to inspire copycats. Like, thing, cause think, think about the amount of films that you get that are like about serial killers, terrorists you know all sorts of stuff like that and like nobody goes out and says oh yeah this is gonna make people want to be a terrorist this is gonna make someone want to i don't know start killing people nobody ever says it about horror films really not that i know not that i would know because i don't really watch them but still yeah uh, it's 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 insane like maybe it's because it's kind of dc it's you know gonna appeal to a wide audience that maybe there's more kind of worry around that but you know you don't get watching super like end game you don't get people being like oh my god what if someone tries to create a suit they can go subatomic but yeah not gonna happen happen. i think end game was was, or no infinity war was about genocide and nobody really bad in ireland yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's strange and actually there are only maybe three or four moments of shocking violence in this film whereas if you removed all the blood, you could argue that some other superhero films are a lot more violent than this one. Yeah. It's just the way that it happens. But anyway, yeah. we're kind of moving ahead. So Joker is a, for want of a better term, origin story of the infamous DC character. Well, um, before we get onto that quickly, sorry, before you get onto that, when they first announced this film, what what was your what were your thoughts? I am fairly certain I was a bit apprehensive. Because I think a lot of people were sort of like, the Joker is a character that's supposed to have no backstory. No one knows who he is. He shouldn't be named. All this jazz. 
and I think that was the sort of issue with I think the Killing Joke, where like he was sort of given a bit of a a backstory, and it was like, oh, this this is a guy. He's not just a random kind of psychopath that appears. Um, so I think I was a bit skeptical that do I really want to know where this mythological character comes from? Yeah, but um, I think this film plays with that quite well um, in a way that I didn't quite expect. So Todd Phillips, the director and co-writer, has created a story around a guy called Arthur Fleck, who is a uh, former inmate of what we assume was Arkham Asylum. Um, and he's a mentally unstable man who has a job as a clown, um, you know, gets posted out to like hospitals or failing department stores, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he tries to put on a happy face because his mother, that's what his mother wants him to do. Um, but he's never happy. happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always refers to him as happy. But he's not a happy person. Like society's against him. It's He's from like a very poor family. You know, he doesn't have good living conditions. And it's all about the rich, which is characterized by Thomas Wayne, and the poor, which is kind of Arthur Fleck. And this leads to conflict. Um, you know, Thomas Wayne's running for mayor and refers to all lower class people as clowns. Um, this is after Arthur Fleck's character accidentally shoots. Well, doesn't accidentally kill three people. He does kill three people, but yeah. after they... That's getting shot at me, by the way. <laughs> that was, coming at all. no that was quite oh, shocking yeah, yeah. Um, but he's getting beaten up by like three people who turns out worked for Thomas Wayne so they're the rich and they're murdered by this clown and so Thomas Wayne refers to all working class people as clowns which sort of creates a, a protest rebellion um, and that kind of spills over and you know the clown figure becomes a symbol of this um, which then sort of re-inspires Arthur Fleck to become the Joker um, so he inspires this movement inadvertently and then reclaims it as his own sort of um, that's a bit of a nutshell um, we've mentioned Thomas Wayne did you expect any references to the Wayne family in this? Um, I, to be fair, I already knew that, that, that Thomas Wayne was going to be in it so oh. I'm pre- I'm, when I watched a trailer I saw a little boy in it and I'm, I said oh that's probably Bruce Wayne so Okay, maybe yeah. I was a bit naive, but I sort of wasn't really sure. I know obviously Joker and Batman are so intertwined, but I thought this was kind of set before Batman, which yeah. it is. But when there was so much mention of Tom Thomas Wayne, I was like, oh, okay, this is a little bit more kind of referential to that than I thought. Yeah. And as well as being a Joker origin story, it's yet another telling of the Batman origin story. Um- I'm smacking my fingers right now, Glenn, because it's fucking sick. My goodness. It was good. It was good. Oh. I, I saw it. So he created Batman. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Are you, so you're satisfied with that? I was so satisfied. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. It's funny because um, in The Killing Joke, I think it's in The Killing Joke, um, Joker becomes Joker because he falls into like that vat of chemicals, isn't it? And that's yeah. because of Batman, right? Because Batman's fighting some other dudes or whatever. Think, yeah, I think something, something like that. But I think that's what happens in the in, first Batman, the Tim Burton one. He like, he falls into the bat. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Even in that one, so like Batman, Joker becomes Joker because of the Batman. But then in this one, Batman becomes Batman because of the Joker. I like the little like flip there. But then also, you could argue that Joker becomes Joker because of Thomas Wayne. 
so a key point of this story is that Arthur Fleck doesn't have a father and his mother, he looks after his mother. He then finds out that his mother was committed to hospital and he is adopted, which there is Todd Phillips playing with the whole, we've given this guy a backstory, but we still don't actually know who he is. We don't know who his real parents are. We, he, you know, in the story, his mother believes that Thomas Wayne is his father. Do we know for a fact that he's definitely adopted? Is that 100% true? I am not sure. So originally I thought, oh, I don't like it. He's made him Thomas Wayne's kind of offspring. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, then it makes you think that her, his mother was mentally unstable. Mm. But then towards the end, after he's killed his mother... Yeah. Um, because it comes out that she allowed previous boyfriends to abuse her son, we assume, kind of in a sexual way, um, and beat him, which may have led to his mental condition. Mm. But he finds a photo of his mother, and it says kind of like, all my love, TW, yeah, something like that, which makes me think that maybe Thomas Wayne got her committed to kind of cover this all up. Yeah, yeah. So that made me think, again, that maybe he is... Thomas Wayne's son mm. so I was a bit un- confused and I think it's intentionally yeah definitely. but the Joker being Bruce Wayne's half-brother that's interesting mm. um, the thing is that I was hoping this film would be a one and done yeah because we've obviously got the Batman coming out next year and there's just sort of confusing it now so i was like okay i thought they were just sort of focusing on one and done but after seeing it i want to know more yeah which is annoying because he's obviously in this timeline he's created a bruce wayne and Mm. i want to see how that plays out but i can't imagine he's gonna um matt reeves when he releases his batman film that 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 bruce wayne is not gonna have been created because of this joker i imagine yeah. It'd be cool if it did, but Joaquin Phoenix is considerably older than the Bruce Wayne in this, so at least Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker, I can't imagine, will be going toe to toe with Batman unless he's, you know, in his early sixties. What what I find interesting, regarding like because of a terms of a like sequel, is that obviously everyone's been saying the film's going to be one and done. We're not going to think of doing sequel, blah blah blah. There was a video, I think, of. Joaquin Phoenix on one one late night talk show basically saying that he'd be open to doing a sequel that combined with the fact that this film's already made like 260 million dollars over like a weekend like this film's gonna make this film's gonna make a lot of money which makes you think they are probably gonna do a sequel and I don't want them to because I'm happy with it being how it is kind of thing money talks yeah but exactly exactly money talks so I reckon we probably will see a sequel in a couple of years I'm not gonna lie yeah. Oh, go on. Sorry. What were you say? Well, no, I was just saying, I am interested in seeing how it progresses, but they would have a problem with how far in advance they set it. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering whether there were some little Easter eggs, maybe, that you could look into um, other villains. Mm. I don't know if this is me just being incredibly um, harsh, but the... the how do I say what's this? the uh, correct way of saying this the shorter man in the clown yeah. agency I was wondering if maybe he would become penguin 
Oh yeah. Because I, Penguin it, is normally a shorter person yeah. in comics, as far as I'm aware. Maybe. And I was half expecting it, and I was half expecting the big guy, Randall, to become. So I thought they would sort of band together with him. That's how I thought it was going. That's not how it went. Until he caves <laughs> his head in. <laughs> Dad, tell you what, yeah, Glenn. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but I literally almost jumped halfway out of my seat when he went to go with him with the scissors. Like, I shat myself, like, literally. And I saw it coming. I, oh, I don't know what came over me. Like, that bit was so butters. <laughs> it was this, so film, this film is a masterclass intention though because yeah, I, the, yeah. the, the music easy. throughout kind of starts quite like it's all disconcordant screechy but it gets more and more loud more and more intense like as yeah. the film goes on as he kind of his mental state i don't know it sort of do well, it does deteriorate but he also has a lot more clarity mm. which is from i assume him not taking his meds but as he sort of becomes the Joker, it all gets very loud, very kind of lots of yeah. like string instruments. And especially when he when the final scene when he's on the, the live show with Murray, um, it sort of is suggested beforehand that he'll be killing himself. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, you know. Sick, sick, by yeah. I know. I was like, that was I was felt really tense because I was like, yeah. I sort of feel bad for this character, but now after what he's done, you sort of, you can't redeem him. But then when he turns around and shoots Murray, I was like, fuck, again, like, there's a, that's the third shocking moment. Obviously, you got the subway, the first one, the second one being Randall, even though you knew that was coming, it was still quite shocking when it happened. Um, and then the, the third one being, he kills Murray on live TV. Like, that, that performance from Joaquin oh. Phoenix, when he's saying, like, um, oh, you just got me on here to mock me and yeah. you know society doesn't care about me blah 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 I was like oh he's like what happens when what do you say what happens when you cross a mentally ill man with with something else oh like a something something society and he says you get what you fucking deserve yeah like, oh. Oh. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so sick. this film is very nihilistic very bleak but very very good this is what I wanted Venom to be. Yeah. Not, yeah. oh, he's actually, not, he's actually quite a good guy. That's no. the thing. With, yeah, exactly. When you think about Venom, you, Venom. That's, that's more like an anti-hero thing. And you've got like, there's like a hope at the end with this. Like there's no, no hope. No, oh, he's really got a heart of gold or he's good inside. You don't really, you don't root for him really. You don't root for anybody in this film. Yeah. There isn't anybody for the audience to connect with which yeah. is quite rare um, and quite brave. So you have to connect with Arthur and you do kind of feel pathos for him because he's got a shit life, but then you can't justify his actions. And I thought there was a, a thought, you know, when he starts getting with Zazie Beats, his character. Oh, let's talk, let's talk about it, please. Let's talk about oh, it. So he bumps into this, this younger woman who's got a kid in the lift and... You know, she's just like, oh, this building's crap. And, like, puts a, you know, threw up fake gun to her head and tends to, like, blow her brains out. And he sort of does it a bit more sadistically. And and then, like, from that point, they bump into each other again. She goes to one of his comedy shows. He kisses her. And you're like, oh, they've developed a relationship. And then, like, halfway through the film, they he walks into her apartment. And she's like, aren't you the guy from down the road or down the hall? 
And I was like, what? And then it shows you that he's basically just been, you know, pre- imagining that they're together. Then I lost my shit when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> because, because to be honest, it all made Because I was thinking throughout the film, I was thinking like, why is she attracted to him? Because like, he admitted that he stalked her. Like, he's obviously really fucking strange. Like, I was thinking like, this doesn't make sense yeah. at all. And then obviously that reveal, and I was like, oh my god, like it makes sense. The guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. This film pulls the rug quite a lot. Right. Which makes me think, actually, so like in the last 30 minutes, there's like a basically a Joker inspired riot and loads of uh, stuff like that. Um, and Joker basically um, gets like an army of fans and stuff like that. Do you think that there's any possibility that that's all in his head? Because we've established he's an, un- he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, I think there's a strong possibility because he gets knocked out in the back of the taxi, so you don't really know uh, what's going on. Um, and interestingly, I, I saw a snippet of a part of an article, and it said like, "What if, like, you know, this is just the first version of Joker, and you know, when Batman is grown adult, someone else takes the mantle?" Because clearly, Joaquin Phoenix's character is not that old. Uh, sorry, not that young. Yeah. Um, which I found interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, really very, very good film. Um, one of the ones that you want to digest a bit. Like, I think you, you were, you were streaming on it for a while, weren't you? Yeah, literally, I was thinking about it. From when I left the cinema to the next day, I was thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking about, do I like this film or not? And then the more and more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I really like this film. Like, yeah. Probably I've, one of my favourite films of the year, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's kind of damning with faint praise, considering what's come out this year. Yeah, but it's still up there. Um, I think it's one of those films it's tough to like because of the subject matter and there's like no redeeming characters, but I certainly appreciate the bravery of it. And I think you have to commend DC on taking this this risk, essentially, because yeah. they sort of, the DCU hasn't worked out fine. No. So now they're just focusing on their own properties, being like, look, we're just going to do a Joker film. And then when it, when it was announced, they were like, how many joker and like how many versions is joker going to be in because at this point there was talks of you know suicide squad 2 um joker and harley quinn movie and so it's just going to be a bit saturated but it seems like joaquin phoenix has ruled the roost because jared leto doesn't seem to be <laughs> in the new suicide squad film or in <laughs> the yeah. birds of prey film so this is this thing this is why just to like add upon what you said this is why i'm always an advocate for like when people say, are like, oh yeah, Disney should buy DC, da 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 da, and I'm just like, no, because you need to have a variety of tone in the films you watch. Like Marvel, Disney Marvel, as we know it, would never, ever, ever put out a film like this, ever. No. no. Or a film like even like Logan, for example. Like you need these films to kind of like balance the, you know, the slightly softer stuff that you get from Marvel. I think, and I think <laughs> if you had this film. If you said, oh, if they said, oh yeah, we're going to make a Joker film, um, and Disney were going to do it, for example, it would end up more like Venom than it did than it would like this. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes, me, it makes me wonder what ratings they're going to go for for Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad and yeah. the Batman, because obviously Suicide Squad was 15 in the UK, but it was a PG 13 in the US. Mm. So. Are they going to go down the darker route? I mean, I can't really tell from the trailer for Birds of Prey. No. 
Um, what do you think of the trailer, by the way? Out of curiosity. It doesn't make me particularly interested to see the film. Um, I I don't really know who any of the others are. I don't really know what they're supposed to be doing. It's basically just Margot Robbie having fun being Harley Quinn, which is fine, but I don't know. I'm just sort of like, why am I going to see this film? Because of her fantabulous emancipation? Do I, I don't know. Oh, see it, but I'm just, I just, I'm like, I don't know what's going to go on here. Yeah. But yeah. um, I saw a trailer for another trailer for Terminator Dark Fate, and that looked quite good actually. Mm. I think this was meant to be a sequel to the second one, so like they're going to basically scrap from three onwards. They're going to scrap all of that. Yeah. I mean, and don't I blame them. The... Oh, sorry. I was going to say this is the one where um James Cameron's actually involved. I think he's an executive producer. I think maybe. Well, they make a big deal out of it, don't they? In the uh, yeah. in the trailer, it's like James Cameron returns. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm back, yeah. I, I need to watch Judgment Day first, though. Mm. I haven't seen that one. I'm quite sure. That was really, really good to be fair. It's one of those rare sequels that are better than the original. Yeah. I've heard anyway. Um, yeah. So, well, Joker. Oh, oh um, yeah. Just yeah. Just wanted to add about Joker. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix is definitely getting Oscar nomination, almost, almost certainly. Because if I'm thinking about, it, I haven't really seen that many stellar performances this year. His is a standout for me. Thinking yeah. about it. Um, and I've watched quite a lot this year. Um, I think they'll probably get awards for either the score or the... Is cinematography, do they get an award for that? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe they'll get a nomination for that. Maybe. I mean, it's testament to how good the score is that I actually noticed how good the score is. Because exactly. normally, normally, like that sort of thing, I'm just like, I don't pay it much mind. But yeah. I was very conscious of how it was used in this film. And yeah. again, with the cinematography, with the whole, you know, going up the stairs... You know, um, you seem to go up the stairs as like a, you know, depressed, unhappy Arthur Fleck. Yeah, you yeah. seem coming down the stairs when he's the Joker and happier yeah. and or himself. Um, what did I you really... think? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Um, you see, he was like dancing quite a lot. Did you make anything of that? I don't know why. I just thought, why is he dancing so much? I don't know if that meant something. I was wondering. So you know, when he first kills the people and he goes into the bathroom. Or he yeah. goes into like a, a bathroom or something. Yeah. I thought he was doing yoga or something like that. And I was okay. wondering if maybe he was taught that in the asylum to kind of de-stress. Right. That, I mean, I don't know where I'm getting that from. That was just my, my thought process. Was maybe. it looked like he was trying to, you know, just do these movements to try and calm himself down. I don't know. Maybe that's mm. his way of getting over it. But... um. Yeah. We didn't talk about his laugh as well. His laugh was fucking... Oh, it made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Ma- maniacal. <laughs> mm. it, was, it was good. Um, and again, it's like, is his laugh because of his... Does he have a neurological condition? Or was mm. it sort of like Munchausen by proxy? His mum was just telling him he was sick. Um, very interesting. I think there's a lot to unpick. And I think a lot of it's still quite ambiguous, which is... Yeah basically what the audience wanted from the Joker. Um, so I think, do you reckon people on the whole are satisfied? I think so. Well, it's funnily enough, I was looking at the, I know this isn't really an ind. well, firstly two things. It's not really an indicator, but I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes 
And I think the critic score was like 70%, but then the audience score was like 93%. So I think most people who have gone to see it are pretty happy with it. You get the odd people who aren't really feeling it. But I reckon for the, major- for the most part, everyone was pretty either well satisfied or went beyond their expectations. And from what I follow, the people I follow on Twitter, vast majority of them liked it as well. But maybe that's just because I follow like-minded people. I don't know. Maybe. But I think the some maybe some of the critic scores is reflecting because of like the oh it's too violent or it's going to inspire, yeah, blah blah blah. But like come on, like how violent like Rambo, you know, how violent is John Wick or that sort of thing? It's just you need to trust that adults are going to watch something and take it for what it is. Yeah, this is a lot more kind of real world than most superhero inspired films, but. I don't know. And that's also what I liked about it. It was very, this was, to me was like what I imagined Gotham to be like. You know, yeah. it is just the real world, but named something different. And like, yeah, it's very, yeah, very kind of tangible to, to what we know. Um, I mean, parts of it could be like parts of London. Do you know what I mean? You just sort of think, oh, yeah, this is just, it's recognizable rather than, I don't know, Xandar <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, we're clearly in another realm here. But um, mm. yeah, that's that's what I think attracted me more to like Batman and um, well, Gotham in general is is there is that real world kind of connection that you can can see. Yeah. There's, there's no flying people. There's no superpowers. So it's, it's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they go. Any other side projects they're announcing. Mm. Um, I don't know where they could go. Maybe like an Arkham Asylum one. I don't know. I'm trying to think now. Yeah, because if they did another Joker one, I would say, well, obviously I wouldn't know because it hasn't come out, but I would kind of say it would lose its novelty kind of thing because then yeah. it would just kind of become a film of Joker doing bad stuff. That's true. Yeah. Do you think they get the the, the tone right in terms of the balancing out between making him a pathetic figure that we empathise with but then switching it so we're like okay he's definitely a villain I think so because well I felt so for him even, to most, even when he shot them, them uh, three guys I still did I was still kind of on his side because those three guys were being pricks so I was kind of yeah. like okay cool kind of still with you it was when um, when he killed his mum I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, now I'm not on your side anymore. And then he just kept like going further and further and further. And he was like, he just kept getting like angry and angry. And obviously, like as an audience, we're kind of pulling further and further away from him because obviously he's just kind of doing things now without uh, without purpose, mm. like without reason. And I kind of the point where I most felt bad was kind of when he was telling the jokes and. They were just shit, and then I was just like, "Oh god!" Like I felt, <laughs> I, I felt like bare cringy. Like I, I yeah. felt for him in that moment because I wanted him to be funny. Because obviously, obviously, he was never going to be funny, but I kind of wanted him to be. And then, yeah, and then obviously when um when uh, Murray made made fun of him as well, I was yeah. a bit like, "Oh, that's a bit raw." And then, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much where I stopped feeling sorry for him. Oh, from there onwards, then I was like, "Okay, yeah, this guy's a fucking villain." <laughs> Do you think that the film lacked anything or anything that you think, oh, wish I'd seen that or it could have done that better? That's a good question. 
I wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of the ending, per se. Like, not the bit where he kills, I'm assuming, kills the woman in the asylum. Not that bit. The bits just before that with that whole, all the riot and all that. I don't know why. I just wasn't feeling that as much as I was feeling the rest of the film. Um, Felt very purgy. Yeah. Yeah, it did, to be fair. Um, yeah. That's my, that, that was my main gripe with the film, to be honest. Apart from that, I thought it was pretty excellent everywhere, everywhere else, I'm being honest. Um, mm. uh, I don't know. Maybe a few more support, supporting characters. There wasn't re- very many strong supporting characters, I would say. Obviously, you got um, his mum was pretty good. And um, Thomas Wayne, I suppose, was decent. And Robert De Niro's character was decent. I don't know. Uh, I think this is, this is very much a one like a solo thing isn't it like yeah, I, he I carried, like, he carried. yeah they were just focusing on him it's very much a character study so I've, i'm not too disappointed in the supporting cast being quite weak yeah. um i was thinking have you ever seen taxi driver no but i've heard that this kind of like pays homage to that yeah there's a couple of scorsese references so like obviously de niro was the travis bickle and taxi driver it's like a man descent into madness. And also, I've not seen it, but there's a film that they, Scorsese and De Niro did called The King of Comedy. And there's, yeah. like, I think, a couple of shots where he's coming through the curtain that are reminiscent of that. And I think Murray's character is maybe supposed to be a homage to that as well. Um, so it's, it's nice that De Niro's in a good film because yeah. his recent he's stinkers, yeah. dirty grandpa and sleazy granddad. And... <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say as well didn't you find it funny when um, the Joker started calling him Murray yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? what are you doing that? I was cracking up <laughs> Murray Murray <laughs> I was um, so, so the all important out of 10 I'm going to say 8.5 but I want to watch it again because I feel like I might give it a 9 you know hmm do you think? I'm I'm very more towards eight point five. I don't I I can't really tell you why. Yeah. There, there isn't really anything that for me there's no reason why it shouldn't be higher. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm just being coy. Do you know maybe we'll give it a nine. Especially in the context of the year. And the true. quality of the That's devoid quality of films. Yeah. Although yeah, it's definitely automatically top five. What's the opposite of a shout out? Because I want to shout down Nee for his absolute <laughs> diabolical statement that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is better than this film. Oh no, no chance. No chance in heaven. Like, what is going on? Like, Nee seems to love Once Upon a Time for some reason. And he loves it, yeah. Banging on the back of that score is. Like, I didn't even realise there was music in it, mate. Literally, neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> So shout down to you, Nee. Shout down, Nee. Shout down. Um, uh, also, so the the, the age old question, which is also the reason why I think Chris won't like this film. What do you think of Joaquin Phoenix's performance as Joker versus Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker? <sighs> I think this is this is the reason why Chris won't like this film because I think Chris loves Heath Ledger's version, so I don't think he'll like this. It's a sticky one. Because, <laughs> because Heath Ledger had strong supporting cast to bounce off of. He yeah. had 
Aaron Eckhart's Harvey Dent. He had, you know, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. He had Gary Oldman as um, Commissioner Gordon. So that is strong. He had other actors to work with. And I think, you know, Heath Ledger's performance is excellent. Mm. I think you can't. You, now you cannot separate it from the fact that he died shortly afterwards. Like there's no getting beyond that. There's no way of he's sort of been. Um, what is it when you become like a saint, like canonized or whatever? Like his performance has become that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like he, it's been elevated to that level because he died shortly afterwards. Um, yeah. And you can't. You got. You cannot say oh, I think his performance was great, irrespective of the fact that he died. Because you can't, because yeah. unless unless you saw the film, unless you're giving your opinion directly after seeing that film before he died, it's intertwined for me. So mm. I think his performance is excellent. The caveat knowing that it's, you know, there's a, an element of weight added to it because of his death. Yeah. Um, but I do think his performance is great. I think the scene where he and Batman are in the prison interview room, and mm. he's just like goading him, and it causes Batman to like lash out, um, and just, just is the teasing like when he's walking away from the hospital, like in the nurse's outfit, and like yeah, blows it, and he's shocked still. I just think it's a great performance. I think this is a very different performance in the mm. sense that this is a very kind of I guess introverted in the sense that it's like all about you. You learn a lot from his mental state from Joaquin Phoenix's expressions and his laugh and his mannerisms and you, even like when he's doing his shoes and his back's all like contorted a bit yeah you know I think Joaquin Phoenix is is maybe a better acting performance mm. better physical performance but I can't say right now whether I prefer one or the other because yeah. they're both such different one like Heath Ledger is the Batman's Joker, yeah. whereas um, Viking Phoenix is just Arthur Fleck's Joker. Mm. So I know that's a bit of a Switzerland answer, but <laughs> what what do you think? Um, I I'll caveat this with, by saying that I'm not. I think the Dark Knight is overrated. I'm just putting <laughs> I'm just putting out there before I start speaking. However, um, Heath Ledger's Joker is excellent probably top three villains of movie villains of all time probably it's probably top two um is thanos the other one oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanos in infinity war should we get not end game yeah man um shit what was i saying oh yeah so um i think you could argue that so first start um it might be a bit unfair to compare because this is the joker's film wacky phoenix is the star of this film Whereas Heath Ledger was a supporting actor, basically, in the Batman to, obviously, Christian Bale and everyone else. Yeah. So I think, um, I think Joaquin Phoenix probably gets more chance to, like, flex his muscles of, in terms of, like, acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a bit unfair to compare. Um, having said that, I think you could also say that this is, like, the two performances are, like, kind of like the Jokers at two, just to, the Jokers at two different stages of life. Like, you could say that this Joker could evolve into um, Heath Ledger's Joker. I think that's completely plausible. Um, yeah. Especially when you start from the bit, if you take it from the end, the last scene of um, of uh, Joker, where he kills that woman, like, that just seems like something that 
Heath Ledger Joker would do. Like, he lulls her into false sense of security and then just fucking kills her. And then we yeah. don't even see it. Like, he's just running away fucking gleefully, like, happy kind of thing. Like, that's something that I could definitely associate with Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, probably recency bias, but I'll probably say Joaquin Phoenix's one, just because I think he gives a more, uh, a more well-rounded performance. Because um, obviously you do see his vulnerable... Well, Arthur Fleck, not the Joker, but you see Arthur Fleck's vulnerable side. Um, you do empathise with him for a bit, and it makes it even more harsh when you turn against him when he just starts murdering people in cold blood. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think both excellent, but I think for the, at the minute, um, Wacky Phoenix was slightly edges it for me, but probably because I, like I enjoy this film more than The Dark Knight. It is comparing apples and oranges, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because like yeah. you said, like there's the difference even in the the casting like Joaquin Phoenix is a character actor he's like he, he his you know his acting history is very kind of like he's an actor's actor do you know what I mean he's like he acts he's very physical you know he chooses his roles it's like when he does a performance it's like it's gonna be noted whereas I'm not huge like I don't know Heath Ledger's back catalogue that well but you know, tens of things I hate about you. He did. Shit. Um, you know, he's I just feel. more of like I don't know, for me there's like like the arty kind of gonna always sort of be in and around the awards actors, which mm. I think Joaquin Phoenix falls into. And then you've got like the the kind of actors for hire. Like they'll just appear in lots of things and you yeah. know, they'll do different roles, but they're kind of maybe not necessarily in it for the kind of awards or the acting kind of praise yeah um and i would maybe put heath ledger in that category and i think maybe the dark knight itself is more like that anyway because it's there's lots of different people within it that yeah like i said it's this is like the joke joker is a character study dark knight was an ensemble so mm. again you can't really compare them um although i would say i prefer heath ledger's makeup and costume yeah um, Joaquin Phoenix has felt very amateurish, which I think is obviously intentional. Sort of like when Spider Man in every origin story always has the really shit suit at the beginning. Yeah. I feel like that's what was happening with Arthur Flex Joker. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Want to say anything else on Joker before we move on? Oh, man. Um, no, not really. I just think it's really good. Um, yeah, definitely my probably my favourite film since Endgame. Okay. Interesting. Um, but that's probably like you say, it's, it's probably more um, damning with faint praise, being honest. <laughs> this year hasn't been the best, if I'm being honest. Like if I was to pick a top five or a top ten this year, you'd look at some of those films and think, yeah, they're not even that good. <laughs> well, I think I would after maybe my top three, I'd probably have to look online for what else came out. Yeah. <laughs> one of those um, but you've seen uh, before we talk about Ad Astra do you want to talk about any of the other films you've seen recently just quickly um, yeah I can quickly whiffle through them um, before I run out of battery um, <laughs> The Kitchen which is um, actually a DC film DC Vertigo film um, okay. I think it's based, I'm assuming it must be based on a comic book um, basically it's about three mob wives whose husbands go to prison and then they take over the mob's duties of providing hang on isn't there a film about this already? Sharp. <laughs> of 
called Widows, maybe. <laughs> the premise, the premise is very similar to Widows, okay. um, but Widows, is, in my opinion, Widows is a way better. Widows isn't even that great, and it's a way better film. This film is garbage. <laughs> oh really? Why? It's garbage. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like it's just look, the premise is fine. Like the actresses. Like you got Melissa McCarthy, you got um, Tiffany Haddish, who's doing a dramatic role, which I was quite surprised about. Um, and she does not pull it off. And uh, <laughs> awesome. Elizabeth Moss as well. So like, I think, okay, yeah, this is going to be decent. And like, they get into the film, and it's just like, I just think the script is shit, like the editing shit. Strangers pop out of nowhere and try and start raping some of the people out of nowhere. And then another stranger pops up and kills someone. And you're like, oh my God, Jeremy, whatever the fuck his name was. Can't believe you're here. And it's like, the fuck is Jeremy? And then it's like, <laughs> the, the film is, oh no, the film's all over the place. Tiffany Haddish's character is, she like, oh man, she, bless her, because she tried. Like, I know she's not, she's not dramatic, a dramatic actress, but she really tried, I feel like. And she just can't put, well, she didn't pull this off anyway, but she wasn't helped by the fact that the film and the script is crap. Um, there was like a plot twist of her. She like turned on the other girls and like it was the shittest plot twist reveal ever. And she was, Common was in it and he was a policeman because he's always a <laughs> fucking policeman. And he was corrupt and he shot his partner and I was like, what the fuck has he done that for? That was shit. And the ending shit. Like, Sniffy Anders turns on everybody. Um, Elizabeth Moth dies and then. Um, she's about to order someone to kill Melissa McCarthy's character and then Melissa McCarthy meets her and like, oh, instead of killing me, we can work together and, duh, 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 duh. and then they just like, oh yeah, sure, let's work together and the film fucking ends. The film was terrible. Okay. Terrible. Rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was really wanting it to be good as well. Anyway, it's, it's crap. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I saw The Wedding Year. I watched that on my computer. Well, it's just a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> My computer, yes. Um, you know what that means. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just a rom-com. Um, and it's all right, to be fair. Like, it's just a standard rom-com. And I watched Who's it. In it. It's really easy to watch. Say again? Who's in it? Um, Sarah Highland from Modern Family. Um, okay. Uh, Tyler James Williams from Everybody Hates Chris. They're the oh. two. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just about um, Sarah Harlan's character, she basically is a commitment phobe and um, she struggles to um, realise her feelings for her new boyfriend, Ty James Williams, who seems to have his life more together than her, but they still have flaws and blah, 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 blah. They get together in the end. It's pretty sweet. So yeah, there's that one. Um, that's decent watch if you're like, uh, if it's like a Sunday, like rainy day kind of thing, watch your girlfriend, whatever. Okay. Um, what else have I seen? I watched, yeah, ready or not, I already said that. I watched The Goldfinch. Um, Heard it's hot trash. Yes. That film has the potential to be decent, but it really lacks focus, I think. And it's if you remove the painting from this film, the film would be way better. But the whole, the whole thing is about this painting called The Goldfinch. And, like, um, Ansel Elgott's character kind of, like, never wanting to let... He steals it, basically, and he never wants to let it go. And, like, that whole part of the story is fucking rubbish. Uh, if you remove that bit and focused on um, Ant Ergot's character and what he goes through in the film, throughout the film, throughout his life, the film would have been way better, but they didn't focus on that. So, yeah, not very good. And it's quite long as well. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. I think I've talked about everything else. Okay. Well, shall we just quickly talk about Ad Astra then, which sure. is a film about um, that Vauxhall car. Um, 
the Vauxhall Astra. So, oh no, it's not. It's um, about the Pizza Express. <laughs> I just clocked what you said. <laughs> it's a film about the Pizza Express pizza, the Pollo Red Astra. No, it's You're not. Such an idiot. No, it's not. What is this film about? Um, it's about Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my belly. <laughs> Um, so this film's about Brad Pitt and his daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, that takes him all the way to fucking Neptune. Um, yeah. So the plot is that Brad Pitt's an astronaut. Um, can't remember his name. Uh, his dad was also a famous astronaut. Um, but like years ago, went on a mission to Neptune to try and find out other life and kind of went rogue. Or did he, you know, is he dead? Is he alive? And basically, Brad Pitt's a bit of a moody bastard, and he gets sent by NASA to try and find, intercept a possible transmission from his dad. Um, and then, you know, if he's alive, kind of try and convince him to come back to the good side. Um, and he goes via Mars, and, he, you know, there's a bit of not even double crossing. He ends up killing an entire crew by accident. Um, oh. And then he reaches his dad, and then his dad's like, all right, bye. And then he's like, all right, I'm going home. Mm. Um, So there's not really much more to say about it, to be honest. I surprisingly quite enjoyed it. Um, I don't really know why, to be honest, because when I was just describing it then, I was like, wow, it's actually pretty shit. But (laughs) I thought visually it was pretty good. Um, I mean, it tried to claim that it was like, one of the most scientifically accurate space movies. Like, no way. I'm just pretty... Sh- I mean, I don't know how long it takes take you to get to Neptune, but I'm pretty sure you can get there and back yeah. in, like, a few weeks. Yeah, I'm sure it took you decades. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like they really wasted Tommy Lee Jones in it. Like, he, like oh, Brad- yeah. it's one of those films where it's sort of... I feel like the, the, the script was more about getting to the end goal, and when they actually got there, they're like, shit, how do we end this? Mm. Um so I felt that that was a bit of a waste. Nothing was really concluded. It was all very much a, a study on Brad Pitt's character's mental, you know, his thoughts and, and his yeah. emotions or lack of. Um, it was very introspective, mm. which is is fine. It's different. It's not action packed. Like I said, it was visually good. Brad Pitt does a good job. Wasn't too convinced about the voiceover. But then how are you supposed to communicate his interior thoughts? I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. I, I did sort of... I didn't come out of the cinema thinking that was a pile of shit and I wasted two hours. Yeah. But I didn't also come out thinking that was great. It was sort of... It was It was good. I would say it was like a six and a half brush uh, seven. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think, I think I enjoyed it slightly less than you. I think visually, yeah. I think it's really, really good. Um... But I think the film lacks clarity, if I'm being honest, just like in all, not in all areas, but in a lot of areas. So like Brad Pitt's, Brad Pitt's character, I feel like his like moodiness and bastardiness need to just, needed to be backed up by what he was like outside of the space station. Like how yeah. he was with his wife and, you know, has he got any friends, has he got any kids? Like, I feel like we need to also see what relationship he had with his dad, like outside of before space, because... Obviously he, obviously, he cares about his dad, goes to space, whatever, whatever. And then you get the bit um, after he meets his dad, when his dad says, oh, yeah, I never cared about you or your mum at all, whatever, whatever, which I think was a, a sick line. 
but would have hit harder if we had they had had an established relationship before we got to that point. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the film was about him, you know, um, them using him to get to his father and how he felt about his father and him trying to um, keep his emotions down and um, separate his emotion from his dad from the mission kind of thing. But, like, I don't, never really knew how he felt about his dad because they never showed us. Like, and I feel like they never really, like, gave us a, an inkling either or not, not strong enough of one anyway to the point when, when his dad died, uh, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I sort of, I was like, what was the point of this film? Like, what was it yeah. trying to say? What was it trying to do? Yeah. Nothing really. Yeah. Like, yeah. did they find space life? No, they didn't. Okay, so that so the, the sort of the film itself is actually sort of a microcosm of no, the plot is like a microcosm of the film itself. So like, Tommy Lee Jones spends all this time getting to Neptune to find that what he's looking for doesn't actually exist, mm. and so it's a waste of time. And I sort of feel like the film's exactly the same. You spend the entire time watching Brad Pitt's character try and find his dad. And when he gets there, his dad fucks off. And you're like, okay, well, that was pointless, wasn't it? And even, like, even the... the, So, like, there was these power surges or whatever happening on Earth, which were causing people to die. I think it happened on Earth and it happened on Mars as well. I mean, we don't... I swear, do we even know what was causing that? Like, well, they thought that was being caused by the spaceship where his dad was. But why? Or how? Because they were sent. I think they were sending it out to get, try and get a signal back. I don't know. But yeah, it, like you said, it was, it was clarity. Like yeah. his wife's character is so not used at all. Yeah. Uh, why would Liv Tyler would have accepted that role? I have no idea. Yeah. It, it sort of reminded me of how Ryan Gosling played. Um, uh, what's his name? Neil Armstrong in yeah. First Man, but at least in First Man, you sort of saw a bit of his family life and yeah. friends and stuff. They're both very moody characters, but I feel like First Man does it better. Mm. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I did quite like it, but I can't. The more I talk about it, it's, I'm just focusing on the negatives. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. A, yeah, I thought I, it was decent, but I don't know. I, was, I wasn't really feeling it, if I'm being honest. No, it's a strange one. It's just like, why? what was the point? Why did you make that? Why did someone? I, think I, was, I gave years? it a seven earlier. I think I should have given it that high. Mm. Mm. Um, it's getting quite late, which it I'm is. conscious of. What I want to do at some point, maybe we can do another midweek pod, is I want to talk about Top Boy. I want to Ooh, do yes. a Top Boy pod special. Oh, yes. Maybe oh, we can get Knee, maybe we can get Appleyard or someone. Yeah. Because I want to talk oh. about that, but it's going to take a long time. So, Shout maybe- out Sally. Chef. Yeah. Shout out Jason, man. Oh, RFP, man. Arsenal <laughs> fan as well. <laughs> yeah, man. To be fair, he did, he, nobody wanted to go see that game. <laughs> he never he never got to see Emery for destroy our club. Yeah, um, died there, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we could, maybe we can set one of those up because I want to talk about that. Um, and then, I guess, what's coming out that we can... I want to watch Gemini Man. Yep. I wonder if I see that in 3D because everyone's talking about how visually groundbreaking it is or whatever. Yeah, but I saw fucking Life of Pi in 3D and that was a waste of time. Yeah, I hate 3D as well. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. Yeah. Um, what else is coming out? Well, I want to see Judy. I'm still the thing to try to see that this week. Yeah, mm, I'll wait for your opinion on that, thing. Um, see if I go and see it. I'm watching a few shows on Netflix at the moment, but not yeah. really far enough into them. You to- watched um, 
Have you watched Raising Dion? No. No? What, what's that about? Oh, it's just about um, a kid, basically, who discovers he has superpowers and his mum kind of has to, like, train him, basically, and stop him from, like, fucking killing himself. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's decent. It's not, oh, do you know what? I would say, let me finish the series before I recommend it to you or not, because it's, it's all right, but I wouldn't, like, um, stop by watching for it kind of thing. Okay. That's, is it based on any kind of pre-existing comic or anything? Uh, as far as I'm aware, no, but I'm not, I haven't done the research, so I'm actually not sure. Okay. I'm watching a show called Unbelievable, which is about... Um, yeah, it's about... Well, basically, the first episode is, like, this young girl kind of gets raped and then but then like she kind of gets pressured by the police to sort of say that she didn't and then she changes the story so much that you can't really you don't really know to trust her or not yeah and then like a few years later a similar thing happens and it's like oh maybe did she make it up um so there's yeah it's 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 intriguing it's uh quite heavy but i can imagine you know it's one of those ones where you sort of like be so controversial if she if they they make a show about her and she made it up, but I don't think she did. But yeah, yeah, it's one of the it's you know written and directed predominantly by women, starring women. So it's probably it's it's important that that those tales are told by you know women. Um, yeah. And also, I've started watching The Politician. I want to watch that. Is it good? It's it's strange. It's yeah, it's, it's decent. It's um, also a bit controversial because yeah. of the flippant way it kind of deals with people wanting to kill themselves. So okay. it's a strange one. But yeah, give it a watch. It's very satirical. Um, and seeing as you did politics um, at university, I think, did you? Yeah. Uh, you might find it quite funny. Because okay. um, this, this guy literally, he he's like... I've learned from every president all their mistakes, so my presidential campaign would be perfect. And obviously it's not, but it's quite funny. The way he's like, oh, this, this is what Reagan did, blah, 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 blah. You probably understand it a lot more than I do. But yeah, it's funny in parts. Um, give it a go. Okay. But yeah, I'm waiting to finish those. And then I'll let you know. I'm literally about to run out of batteries then. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all Cheers. that jazz. Uh, peace. <laughs> peace out. Ha <laughs> ha